Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I thank you for tuning in. This morning, I am very pleased to let you know that our old friend Sheila Choi from the Fuzzy Pet Foundation will be checking in to bring us all the latest news from her rescue. And after our halftime break, Shell Marie Maine will be by to talk about the very new craze of pet chickens. Believe it or not, more and more cities are changing their old policies that ban these little amazing pets. Find out what it takes to be a good chicken owner by staying right where you are, and we'll begin after a very quick message from the station here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and our first guest is with me now. It's Sheila Choi from the Fuzzy Pet Foundation. Good morning, Sheila. Hi, good morning. This is Sheila. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, it sounds like somebody else wanted to be on the show, too. <laughs> is that is that a person back there, a little one, or a, or is that an animal? Oh, it's an animal, of course. I'm always surrounded by barking dogs. Oh, okay. It sounded like a little baby. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I was no, thinking, no, no. Well, um... when did, did Sheila have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my pets are my children. Okay, okay. Now, Sheila, it's been a while since we've talked, and last time we we spoke on the show, you were telling me all about your your wonderful rescue, where you help out all kinds of animals, not any specific breed, but a lot of the little guys, right? Absolutely. We um, the Fuzzy Pet Foundation, you know, has been was founded in 2005, and um, since then we you know we rescue a lot of dogs and cats. Um, Small dogs, medium-sized dogs, large breed dogs, including all different kinds of special needs animals. Oh, okay. So you're getting big dogs too. For some reason, I was thinking you were concentrating on the little animals. No, we yeah we we also rescue large breed dogs as well. Wow. And and this is all through fostering. You don't have an actual facility anywhere, right? Exactly. We are a foster network. At any given time, we have about fifty to seventy-five dogs and cats, and they are all placed in. Um, in foster environments where they are not placed in cages. They are actually receiving proper socialization and given premium nutrition and treated just like our own pets. Oh, that is really cool. So you have a lot of volunteers. Uh, we try. <laughs> we, we do have, yeah, we, I mean, it's always uh, a struggle uh, finding qualified and um, committed, responsible foster volunteers, but um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, since since our, you know, the founding of the Fuzzy Pet Foundation, um, over the 10 years, past 10 years, we've 
has some really, really great um, stable volunteers that have stuck with us um, because they truly believe in our cause. And, uh, you know, they, they have gone above and beyond to make sure we can continue our life-saving mission um, in saving the lives of these dogs and cats. Oh, that is really cool. How many volunteers do you have right now? Um, I would say we have at any given time about 50 to 100 um, wow. volunteers. Um, some are seasonal, some some come, you know, seasonal meaning, you know, they are more like event volunteers where they show up to um, to events and they help out with fundraisers or gala fundraising events. Um, other volunteers are, um, you know, foster volunteers, foster parents are more behind the scenes. Um, you know, they, they care for these dogs and cats and, um, you know, are patient until we can find them forever loving homes. Oh, that is beautiful. And I know that I saw you at an event recently, and a number of the pets that you had at the event were indeed special needs pets. How do you care and find homes for special needs pets? I, I imagine yeah, well, that I'm, probably I'm causes asked... a lot of uh, resources to leave your <laughs> your nonprofit exactly. organization. Exactly, and, and yeah. Exactly. In order to do responsible rescuing, um, you know, we, we don't we never take shortcuts or skimp out on on medical you know costs. If we are going to be responsible for taking on a special needs dog or cat, you know, we go through the whole nine yards with making sure they receive you know proper care and nutrition. And in terms of veterinary needs, um, you know, we we give them the rehab um, therapy. Um, you know, if they need wheelchairs, we do get them those custom made and make sure that we care for them. But it, it's definitely not easy, and um, not everyone uh, is open and willing to open up their heart and home to a special needs dog or cat. So it definitely takes a more um, strategic and creative way to search for, um, you know, stable, loving homes for these animals. So, you know, we try to think outside of the box and. Uh, you know, we also launch these social media campaigns. Um, we try to reach out to um, news stations and radio stations and try to, you know, share the story of these um, special needs dogs and cats to find that right home um, for them. It definitely takes time. Some animals are with us for um, one year, two years, three years wow. um, before we can find that right match. But, you know, we keep them and we hold them until we can find that perfect match. Um, you know, as long as they're not in any pain or suffering, um, we do keep them, you know, and give them the quality care and love they deserve. Um, and then we find them really nice homes. That is spectacular. How did you get involved in all of this? Um, <laughs> well, when I was in college, um, I used to volunteer for an organization in Northern California called the Milo Foundation. Okay. And um, I, you know, it just it really hit hit home um, with me. I just it, it made me so happy. Um, but of course, I didn't know that there was really a career path for me in in saving animals and doing animal rescue. So you know, like every other you know newly minted college graduate, um, I graduated college and I thought that maybe I'll you know that I would just take on a corporate job and maybe do this on the side um, because I loved animals so much. I mean, I did that, and I realized that a corporate, you know, track never really made me happy. You know, the nine-to-five job and, mm -hmm. you know, just working paycheck after paycheck, it, it really didn't, you know, make my life as fulfilling as it did when I was surrounded by animals and I really saw the impact I was making in the community and the, in the lives of these, 
you know, sentient being. So Mm -hmm. I quit my job and I started um, the organization um, in 2005 in Southern California. Um, So obviously I couldn't continue with the Milo Foundation since I moved back to Southern California. So I started um, the organization uh, from scratch and it's uh, grown ever since. Wow. How many pets did you think have uh, been placed through Fuzzy Pet Foundation at this point in time? Um, since the past, yeah, since the past 10 years that we were in operation, we've been, um, we've placed maybe about a thousand dogs and cats. Oh, that is wonderful. Congratulations. That's something to be very proud of. Sheila, I've seen you at all kinds of events over the years doing really fun adoption events. Do you have anything coming up, any fun fundraisers or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have our weekend adoption events, and um, on, actually on Saturday, June 7th, um, we will be having um, a pet adoption from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Petco in Long Beach. It's on 6500 PCH. Oh, wonderful. And, yeah, what we do is we can't bring, obviously, all our dogs and cats, um, you know, for show, but uh, we will have a, a few... Um, you know, hand-picked um, dogs and cats. Um, we try to uh, give, rotate them um, from event to event uh, and give each animal a, you know, equal opportunity for exposure. But we will have a handful, small handful of dogs and cats at that event from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Do you have a website that actually has your event calendar? Sure. It's www.tfpf.org. And usually, if you go into the, um, if you go to that website and click our um, Facebook page, you'll be able to see um, our Facebook page where we are more active and most active, and uh, we are always um, giving, you know, um, constant updates and event announcements on our Facebook page. Okay, so T for the, F for fuzzy, P for pet, F for foundation. So yes. T F P F dot org. O-R-G. Excellent. And we can probably see all of your adoptable pets there, too. Absolutely. Yep. We, we showcase them, and we also um, put their uh, bios on. And um, this is what a lot of people appreciate about our organization is that we're very thorough. We spend a lot of time with our dogs and cats, and we know their little individual quirks um, and their, 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 their needs and their habits. And um, you know, we try to disclose everything in our bios, and including their rescue stories and as much as we know um, in, uh, about their past. Excellent, because I know as a cat owner, I might want to find a dog who gets along with cats. Would that be something you'd have listed? Sure. Oh, we, and we wonderful. also have, um, um, among our dogs, um, we have dogs that just have cohabited with cats before they were rescued and so um we do keep make it make it a point to foster them in a household with another cat or a cat with another dog um to make sure that you know they they aren't stressed or traumatized without you know um the familiar environment being in their familiar environment and as far as your website goes let's say somebody's not ready to adopt a pet but they they do like your organization and they want to help you out and give a monetary gift is there a way to do that online Sure, yes. Um, it's www.tspf.org, and um, they can also uh, either make a donation online via PayPal or even mail us a donation check. Um, again, all, all donations to our organization are tax-deductible to the fullest extent the law allows. Um, and so we are, you know, um, that's actually a, a bonus. A lot of uh, families do like that. You know, it's a tax write-off. 
Um, and uh, our organization, um, 100% of all donations goes d- directly to the care of our dogs and cats. Um, no one is paid. Um, you know, all of us are volunteers. So, um, you know, it's actually really nice knowing that, you know, our funds and our donations are going directly to saving them, you know, in regards to their food, their sheltering, and their vet care. Wonderful. Well, Sheila, you've sure accomplished a lot since our last visit, and I hope that you and all the volunteers and all the animals at the Fuzzy Pet Foundation continue to have a lot more success. And thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Marie, for having having me on the show and um, letting me talk about the Fuzzy Pet Foundation. It really was an honor today. Well, it's always an honor for me, too, to speak with you. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Shell Marie Main will be checking in to talk about pet chickens. So stay right where you are, and we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I'd like to welcome Shell Marie Maine to the program. Good morning, Shell Marie. How are you? Good morning. I'm fabulous. Well, I am so delighted to have you on the program this morning because I'm a big fan of chickens, and I understand <laughs> you're a big fan of chickens, too. <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> Now, you're lucky because you actually live in a city where chickens are allowed, and a lot of folks don't, and you have created something very cool, a community chicken coop. Right. Tell Mm -hmm. me about that. How does it all work? Well, it's basically, um, I have built, my husband and I, mostly my husband, but I directed him very well, we built built a coop. I've been a volunteer for H leader for a youth youth program that teaches children how to show and care for poultry, specifically chickens. Okay. So when the, uh, throughout throughout the program, I noticed that there was a lot of families that were interested in in owning chickens, but because of homeowners association or lack of backyard space or whatnot, they couldn't have the chickens. And I thought, gosh, what a shame! Because it's so much fun. And it, there's just so much rewards around it. So I was able to actually secure a little piece of property in a stable not too far from my home. And um, the woman that uh, is the stable manager said, go ahead, have fun with it. We found this really old barn, and we built a coop right up next to it in the shade. And basically, anyone that's interested in owning a couple chickens can basically rent space there. It's $6 per chicken per month. Oh, that's and a bargain. Rotate, yeah, I know. And then we rotate a feeding and cleaning schedule. And how it goes is whoever comes in and cleans, let's say your day is Monday, you come in, clean, feed, spend as much time as you like with the birds, and you collect all those eggs on that day, and those are your eggs to take home. So Outstanding. And they're all is, you know cage-free is, and humane. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. You awesome. can take them out and... Snuggled up in the hills in Rose Canyon. It's beautiful. It's like therapeutic just going out there. You get to get your hands a little dirty <laughs> and spend some time with some quirky little birds. They all have their own unique personalities and enjoy, um, you know, the benefits of owning your own chickens, which is the fresh eggs. And I think all, all together, it's just a 
it's a great way to kind of just get out and, you know, be self-sufficient and have some fun with chickens. <laughs> that is very cool. Now, if you have a couple of chickens, and let's say you, you've been sneaking and having some chickens on your own property, and you live in a city that doesn't allow chickens, and they mm-hmm. tell you you have to get rid of them, um, can can they come see you? <laughs> Absolutely. I have a little more space at my coop for renters, and I'm actually trying to raise money to build another, a second coop, Oh, very so cool. that I can add even more families and open it up. It has been such a great time and great success. I've met some wonderful people through this that I thought, hey, if I can do this, why not try a little closer to other areas? I am down in South Orange County, and sometimes some people are like, well, that's a bit of a part of drive, but yeah. it's beautiful. It, yeah. So I'm looking around, and I actually had someone who's the master gardener and in the Tustin area who wants to do the same similar program. She wants me to help her kind of launch that a community coop there. So, yes, you can contact me. Um, I have a Facebook page. Oh, what is Com- that? It's called Community Coop. That's it. Not the Community Coop, just Community Coop. Is it's it all one capital. word or, or is there a space? Community, community Space Coop, C-O-O-P, okay. is all capitalized. Okay. And okay. you can find me there, and I have a... Uh, GoFundMe page attached to it so I can try to raise some money to get because um, I'd like to build a larger coop so the chickens have plenty of space to roam and and get, people can come and go and you know it's it's really kind of funny but it's very like I said it's almost therapeutic you have to stop, get out have a little time with just yourself and the birds, it's quiet you don't bring your cell phone if you don't need to mm-hmm. and just really you know, enjoy, you know, reap the benefits of your own work. You're spending a little time with the chickens, cleaning up a little bit, but enjoying those eggs and having some fun with the quirky little birds. <laughs> now, you're doing a presentation over at the Orange County Animal Shelter on May 31st, aren't you? Yes, I am. Okay, um, and that's, that's actually today. So it'll be May 31st today, yes. and you'll be there from what time to what time? I'll be there from the opening to the close. I believe it starts at 9, ends at 2. Okay. Um, I will be there for sure then. And I'm not exactly sure what time frame they're going to be putting me into a schedule sometimes soon. I don't know exactly when, but it will be, you'll be able to see me. And I'm going to be there with my booth and some of my birds anyways all day long. So, hey, why not come by and see me? Say hi to me. Okay, and so people a bird can and... ask you questions in person. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. My daughter will be with me, and she's a she's a bird nerd, too. <laughs> a lot of people don't cat. realize that, that chickens have real personalities, and everyone is different, and they're intelligent. They're, they're not Stupid animals. They no, they bond they with people. They follow yes. you around. Some are very yes. affectionate. Some are a little more aloof. It just kind of <laughs> depends on their personality. And they're it fun. Does. <laughs> and, you, you know, you can actually clicker train chickens to no do way. all kinds of different things. <laughs> yes, you can. What and have my you clicker trained your chickens to do? Well, my, my daughters, my both of my daughters have shown chickens in shows. It's very similar to dog shows. <laughs> and the, I know it's silly, but it's so much fun, and you get to meet all kinds of different people. But one of the things they like to see is a chicken pose. You know how you stack up a dog during a show? Mm-hmm. Well, you just train your chicken to do that. Wow. And then also to, to be able to walk naturally across the, the stage or the table 
without being pushed or, you know, anything. So you have to train them to walk from one point to another uh-huh. and stop. And that's what my daughters have trained. And it's, it's yeah, it's, they're quite, they they are very um, reward-based. Like, if they know they're going to get a little mealworm or a piece of corn or something at the end. They'll do whatever. <laughs> that's quite, really it's, neat. It's fun. It's entertaining. If somebody brought a couple of chickens, let's say they're all gung-ho, and then all of a sudden they lose interest in them, you know, a year or two from now, and they just disappear, what what's going to happen? Because I, I, you know, maybe I have a, a bad feeling about human beings, but <laughs> it right. just seems to me like they can just say, well, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm just not going to show up anymore. Do you have a contingency plan? What's your idea there? Well, the, the thing is I find that, you know, it does happen. Uh, it's super unfortunate. There are there are periods where people either move or they lose interest, like you said, or they don't realize that there's a, a lifespan commitment. Um, I know through me and all my chicken connection people, there's always someone out there willing to, you know, adopt one of the birds. Um but the goal is to know that they do live, you know, five to ten years. It is a commitment. Okay. Um, and and they, you know, they do, like you said, they do bond. They love their flock. Once they get into a flock, they bond to their flock. So, But if there is a problem where they have to rehome a bird, of course, I'm a great contact for that. Plus, I know other people to find, um, you know, to help them find their forever homes. Okay. I'll take in any anything that I can fit into my coop because I have some oldies too, <laughs> some old ladybirds. <laughs> How long do they actually lay eggs? Just a, a few years, and then the rest of their life they're non-egg layers, right? Actually, they will. They're very productive within the first two to three years. Mm-hmm. They do slow down producing, and, but most birds will produce all the way in, all the way till the end of their lives. But there oh. will be less and less and less. So okay. let's say you have a bird that, you know, she was a great production bird in the beginning, but maybe when she's like six, seven, eight, she might do just one or two eggs a week instead of, you know, five eggs a week. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I must have gotten some misinformation because somebody was telling me that if you have hens, they'll only lay for a couple of years, and then after that they're just basically a pet. And if you got them for eggs, then you're going to be surprised. It'll be it'll be less, definitely less. I have um, one bird who's about eight, and she lays about it one egg a week. Oh, that's fine. One, one, yeah. one, maybe every seven to ten days, she'll lay an egg still. <laughs> well, she's still working it. <laughs> and and when they've laid their egg, they're very proud, and they announce it to the world, <laughs> and all the girls talk about it for a while. <laughs> Some are very vocal about it. Oh, look at my child, you know, that kind of thing. Look at and this egg are, I laid. It's awesome. <laughs> and some are the some one, some are the silent layers, but typically they get excited and have to announce. Yes, it's true. <laughs> They're pretty cute. There's a there's a couple chickens that I see over at the Irvine Animal Shelter uh, when I go mm-hmm. when I go produce the pet adoption show over there, and their names are Thelma and Louise. And they're yes. big, fat hens, and and they're very <laughs> curious. And every time I shoot the show, they walk right in front of the camera, and they do their little <laughs> cameos, and they are very curious and very oh. funny. <laughs> they they keep you entertained, if anything at all. It's it's 
great comic relief, and they, I love my chickens. Well, I so hope that someday, and I know there's a big movement, more and more cities are trending this way to allow a few hens, not roosters, but hens in cities. Right. And I, I think it's a wonderful idea. I'm personally lobbying my own city council to try to change the rules. And unfortunately, there are a bunch of fuddy-duddies so far. And, and I'm not really happy with the response, but I'm going to keep pushing and we'll see what see, happens. Because, you know, the, the trend is moving towards becoming more green and more, you know, self-sufficient and the slow food movement. It's, and all of that, if you wrap that into just enjoying the birds, there, it's really quite, it's such a great um, answer to, you know, I'm able to grow my own garden. I'm able to raise my own chickens. That it's, it's so fulfilling to be able to do that if you're looking strictly uh, in the green avenue. Absolutely. Well, this is a whole other conversation, so I'm going to have to get you back on the show because we're <laughs> out of time. But thank you so much and good luck today. You're welcome. All right, thank you. We need to take one last break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. On Saturday, June 7th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Arcadia Park in the city of Arcadia, Bassett Hound Rescue of Southern California will be presenting the 17th Annual Spring Games, which include synchronized swimming, treat toss, costume contest, kissing contest, a parade of basset hounds, and so much more. Come enjoy the game, shopping, tail painting, artwork created by your four-legged friend on canvas, barbecue, and a huge raffle. Event adoptions will be going on, and discounts will be applied to pre-approved families for adoptions taking place at the Spring Games. For more info, visit www.bassethoundrescue.org events. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.